everybody. This is Everett Shipman. Welcome to the Maximize Your Mind podcast, where we develop the mentality necessary to forge fitness and lifestyle to achieve anything that you want from life. And we're back again with another episode. I'm excited to be here as always. And today we're actually just going to talk about, uh, again, something that fit and lean people do. Um, This is something that I've come across many times over again. And I just wanted to share it today and kind of highlight this particular character trait of fit and lean people. All right. Fit and lean people do not eat perfect. 100% of the time. Now, some of you may be saying, well, no, duh, nothing, you know, happens 100% of the time. And that is true. But there is this illusion, typically, that healthy people, fit people, people who seem to not struggle with weight and who seem to be, you know, in control and always looking nice from a physical perspective, that they eat 100% or or eat healthy all of the time and it's just it's just not true. Now, you may have some anomalies. You may have some who do. You have some, you know, fitness gurus and some fitness nuts who may actually do that, who may actually and for them, that's okay. You should never be in competition with someone else. Only be in competition with yourself. Only be in competition with figuring out how to better yourself each time out, whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, always be in the business of comparing yourself only to you. Doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. Doesn't matter what other people's progress is. It only matters what your progress is, what you have done and how far you've gone. All right. If you go. To your nearest fast food destination or your nearest favorite restaurant, you could order anything on the menu. You could eat it. You would remain mostly the same as when you went in. Right now, vice versa. If you go to your local organic grocer or whole foods market and order a bag of groceries, you would be about the same after you consume it as you were before. Why is that? Why is it that if, you know, a fit, relatively fit person, a healthy person goes into, let's say, a McDonald's, orders whatever they want off the menu, orders a couple of apple pies as well, a large drink, a large soda. Why is it that after they that they can eat this meal that they can go in and leave out? And they can still appear to be fit. They can still appear to be healthy. Why is it that someone who may be relatively fat or obese could go into a restaurant and order a salad and still come out looking just as obese, just as out of shape as when they went in? Understand That regardless of where you lie on that spectrum, you would neither drop massive weight nor gain it by simply eating a meal 
or two here and there. Your clothing size would barely budge. The immediate benefit of a fitness lifestyle is largely is largely low key. That's what you have to understand. It's nothing, you know, there's no big bang, no special effects, no fireworks, nothing like that that signifies that, hey, I'm getting ready to make this happen. Hey, I'm getting ready to shed this weight. Hey, I'm getting ready to make this maneuver. No, fitness is the accumulation of related action, okay? It's the accumulation of said fitness behaviors, the practice, the continued practice of those things that contribute to a healthy lifestyle. And and, and that's why it doesn't matter what you do on a one off. It doesn't matter if I go out on the weekend and have um, a little bit of fun. It doesn't matter if um, if, you know, if I have a drink here or there or if I have a snack or candy. None of that really matters as much as matters what you're doing the other 80, 85, 90 percent of the time. And to be honest. 80% is not a whole lot to ask when it comes to fitness. It only becomes difficult because in today's society, we are inundated with options that are not as healthy. That's it. If those options are taken away mentally and psychologically, your body adjusts because your body is great at making do with what it has. But because we're so saturated with such lavish eating, such lavish opportunity to indulge, we do it. And as and the society as a whole, we're so used to going and getting everything that we want. We hardly have any discipline when it comes to anything, let alone fitness and the activities that create a fitness lifestyle. Right. So fitness is the accumulation of related action. As it relates to fitness. Now, when it comes to eating fit and lean people, as I said, because we don't eat 100 percent of the time, healthy 100 percent of the time. It sometimes doesn't make sense to people. Now, understand this. If if there was a such thing as eating healthy 100% of the time, do you know how torturous that would be? Seriously. It would be psychological torture to eat healthy 100% of the time. And that's me speaking as a trainer and as a foodie. That's why I preach that fitness is all about moderation. That's the whole idea of a fitness lifestyle. It's all about finding the appropriate balance. The balance that works best for you. Because everybody's unique balance is different. And that's the problem that I see with a lot of, you know, things that are fads is because you get hyped up on what is a fad to the point where when it does not work for you, you become so discouraged and then blame the fad. Don't blame the fad. Because the fad is never one size fits all. We're humans. That's what connects us. But the DNA, the hardware of our body is what differentiates us. And because everybody's unique balance is different. 
That's why I encourage everyone to train and learn their bodies. The idea of training is to learn your body. You want to know what's going on. If you get sick, the first thing the doctor asks you is what your habit has been up until the time when you got sick. What were you doing right before you got injured? What were you doing right before you got sick? Because the doctor wants to know, how can I best assess you? Because everybody has done something different. And depending on what you've done up until it actually determines the prognosis. It actually determines what type of medicine I should give you, depending on who you are, what your makeup is, what you've done leading up until this point, what type of lifestyle you have. A person who's generally healthy can handle more physically exerting tasks than someone who's not. So it doesn't make sense to give the same duty or the same task to two people just because they're both human, just because we are all different. So what may be great for you may be horrible for someone else. Moderation is still and always will be key. Anything, and I mean anything that is in excess, can be harmful for you. I don't care how good it is on its own. Even though water, it's a great example, water, it's essential for living. Most of our anatomy, about 75% of us, is made of water. But too much water can actually flush your body of the vital vital and necessary nutrients, vitamins, and minerals that your body needs. Now, isn't that something? Water, the, 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 the thing that we need most, almost next to oxygen, can actually harm us if not used appropriately and if taken in excess. Now, some fitness gurus and professionals are against what we call cheat days. I've heard it before and it almost is sacrilegious for me to celebrate cheat days. But guess what? I firmly believe in them. I believe they're absolutely necessary. Take it from me, someone who has put on 25 pounds, who's who's burnt 20, who's uh Got rid of 25 pounds. I understand the process, the psychological warfare that takes place when you are trying to manipulate your weight. Cheat days act as a physical and psychological reset. Because it's it's amazing how good food makes how good food makes you feel. And I specifically, for one, have a very strong love affair with food. There's hardly a plate that I will turn down. And I realize that my name means mighty like a boar, which a boar or wild boar is actually a form of pig, which a pig, as we all know, is an omnivore eater of all things. So I guess it's just in my destiny. It's just in my bloodline to eat everything. But listen, I am aware, even though I eat and I know how to eat. I am fully aware of what's going into my body and what the expected or anticipated effect is to the point where, yes, I am an expert at it. Yes, I've been in the trenches. Yes, I've studied and done a lot of research. But I've been able to figure out what certain 
what certain foods have, you know, what has an effect on me. For instance, if I know that I'm going out this weekend, I'm going to enjoy a, a dinner party or maybe I'm going to brunch. I know what effort I have to put into surrounding that event to make sure that the event or the byproduct of that event does not set me back from a fitness aspect too much. So I know that if I have a dinner party coming up on the weekend, I better get this much workout. I better get a couple extra days, a couple extra hours. Maybe I'll do a little more cardio. Maybe I'll do a few more body weight routines. Maybe I'll do. So it becomes a formula. It becomes an equation. Now, don't worry about whether or not you can do the same thing, because guess what? Understand it's taken time to get there. As a student, you wouldn't expect to know and to be able to have the ease with the subject matter as the teacher, right? A child wouldn't expect to know the same or have the same level of comfort and confidence as the parent. And it's the same thing at work, all right? An entry-level person just starting out into a field would not be expected to have the same level of understandability and knowledge and wisdom as someone who's been with the company for years, someone who's at the top, one of the executives. So it doesn't so, so it doesn't matter. It may sound like I'm super familiar and super fluent, but understand I've been at this for years and years. If you start learning a new language, you can't ex- uh, uh, today, you can't expect to be speaking fluently as someone who's lived and breathed and talked the language since birth or for the last several years or who lives in that country. So it's the same. This is merely just a language. I'm inviting you into the fitness language and pushing you along to learn the fitness language to become as fluent as you can in it. So don't worry about your level of fluency as it relates to me. Just worry, uh, just make sure and consume yourself with whatever it takes for you to get fluent, whatever it takes for you to get to the next place of fluency. Now, the reality is you don't have to monitor your food intake forever. You don't have to monitor your workout progress forever. Realistically, You just need to do it long enough to determine a baseline. Watch this for yourself. A baseline. You need to know. You need to know how certain foods affect your body. You need to know how certain foods affect your mind and your mood. You need to understand how to use meal timing to get the most health benefit from your diet. You will want to know the types of exercises, routines, modalities that work best for you to achieve the type of body and lifestyle that you truly enjoy. You need to know this. Now, you don't necessarily have to understand it from the aspect of, you know, any type of a formulaic type of response. You don't have to get you don't have to know the gritty details, but you do need to be aware of how things affect you. So that you can affect the change in your body that you need to. And if you're struggling in your fitness, this is could be a component of why you're stuck, why you're struggling, why you have trouble uh, maintaining fitness Because you don't even understand how certain foods impact you. 
You don't understand how the, the, the benefit of turning down a food that you may have been that you may have enjoyed your entire life. But not understanding the damaging effects of it causes you to hold on to it when the bigger goal and the greater goal should actually be to get rid of it. And that might be the one single thing that transform your entire fitness. So you do need to understand all of these things or or at least be very aware. Now, you may be intimidated. The sound of it may sound like I said, like I'm, oh, an expert and maybe you're just starting out. Maybe you're frustrated. Maybe it's not as easy for you. And that's okay. But it honestly sounds more challenging than it really is. Because like I, because like I alluded to, fitness is like anything else in life. You learn it. You become familiar with it. The more you learn it, the better you get. The more familiar you get with the journey the better and easier the journey gets. And as you grow in familiarity, it's like learning to ride a bike. With the training wheels, what? You learn through trial and experience how to stay up on the bike. You learn how to avoid avoid falls. You learn how to turn the handlebars a certain way to still be able to balance. You even learn how how slow you can go without the bike tipping over one way to the left or to the right. You're learning all of those things. You're learning how much you need to turn the wheel to keep from falling off or flipping over. You learn all of that, how to maneuver through space, and eventually the training wheels come off. And then before you know it, you're riding through the city without even thinking about it. And it's the same in fitness. That's all this is. That's all this is. I have spent a lot of time learning, researching, applying, Sharing stories with others who are struggling, others who are succeeding. And I'm just bringing their stories, their experiences, their their behaviors to you. So in the beginning, you may start off tracking everything. You may be analyzing every detail, but the more familiar you get, the more knowledgeable you become, the less tedious you have to be. Because you start to eyeball, you start to get a feel for what 500 calories looks like. You get a feel for what's healthy and what's not. You get a feel for how much leeway you have with the foods that are maybe not as good for you, but you know that you can't do without. Well, what does that ratio look like in my grand spectrum of fitness? It just becomes something that's common and running in the background of your mind on automatic The reason why you're struggling right now is because you haven't got to the automatic point. And that's where I want you to get to. I want you to get to the place where it's automatic and it's no longer a thought. That's why fit and lean people seem to keep weight off and stay in great shape so effortlessly. Because it's become second nature to live a healthy and fit life. I don't even have to think about it. You know, we don't have to put the same level of thought into it. And so for you, you're you're overwhelmed because you have to put all this thought into it. It's not easy for you. It's not something that's second nature. But once you put in that groundwork, once you force yourself to just take part of it for the benefit of it, it will come around. So if you're struggling to get that ball rolling, just know that anything you put effort into will get better with time. If you're already in the groove of things, if you're already enjoying a fit life, 
then share this with someone you know who is struggling. Because we all know somebody, regardless of our condition, we all know somebody who's frustrated with their fitness, who's fat, who's obese, who's out of shape, who may be dysfunctional. And we all know at least one person who's not, at least one person who seems to have it going on, who's fit, who's strong, who's muscular, who may be the envy of the of the conversation. Share this with someone who doesn't have it as easy when it comes to fitness. Fit people, we do not eat healthy 100% of the time. They find a balance that works for them. So do I, and so should you. Remember, fitness is a vehicle to achieve anything that you want in life. So get fit, stay fit, be fit, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.